Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. It's the show where we watch the movies you recommend. We don't know what we're going to watch until we sit down and roll randomly from our big old list. I am, of course, John, your host. Over there, Jeff, also your host. We are hosts, together. Together we shall host. He's just waving, guys. I think he's stupid now. He's gone completely mute. Uh, he's just just humping his chair? I don't even know what's happening anymore. That was a jump. Yeah. I, I'm jumping. Yeah, see? Now you got to defend yourself. It was a Portal reference. <laughs> a great part of Portal 2 at the beginning where it's like... Press- what, what, you don't remember the beginning of Portal 2 where they hump their chairs? Remember when they're like, press space to talk, and then you, you, you press space and it just makes you jump, and the little robot guy's like, no, see, that's jumping. You're, you're, you're jumping. <laughs> it's a... Uh, so that's one of my favorite video games of all time, John. Yeah, that's good. I want to talk about it instead of this movie that we just watched. Well, what a coincidence, because this movie that we just watched is based on a video game. Yeah, not one I've ever played, personally. And is it based on the first one? Do we know that? Or is it just... Yes. Is it even based on the video game at all? Uh, Okay, so we watched, in the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Ah, Uwe Ball's own. Uh, that This breaks my cherry on Uwe Ball, by the way. I hadn't seen an Uwe Ball movie before. Oh, I had seen uh, House of the Dead and Alone in the Dark, so I'm old hat at that Uwe Ball. Ugh. So it is his take on the Dungeon Siege video game. Which I believe was like Microsoft's take on the Diablo video game. Is that right? Uh, Kind of. I looked up the game just to see what was going on with it, and it's... Uh, their big thing was no loading screens, so you just like run around in a map. It was sort of MMO-ish in that way. Uh, okay. Well, I guess being able to sell your game on no loading screens was a big thing for a little while there. Oh, yeah. If you could be like, hey, there's a, a huge game world to run around in, and you never load, people would be like, huh. huh. Oh, well, that's exciting. Yeah, but I I never played it. You never played it, so. I got nothing. I have no background on it. Yeah, I just from the little I looked up about the game, I was like, okay, so some of the names of the characters in here are some of the characters from the game? That could make sense. I, I don't know that I would necessarily come up with the Kingdom of Eb or Ed or whatever it was. It's uh, Eb E-H-B. Sure. It sounded like the Kingdom of Ed. Yeah. It kept like it kept sounding to me like they were going to be like, it's the Kingdom of Ed, Ed, and Eddie that we are defending. People aren't very good at, at speaking in this. Like, no. I don't know if it was the sound crew or if it was just them not caring because so many of the lines are just lost well that and i feel like they hired a lot of actors who are more or less famous for not being willing to change their voice for any reason uh, like, like half the actor like jason statham doesn't do a non-whispery threatening jason statham voice that's his only voice yeah jason statham is going to show up to your movie and he's going to jason statham all over it you're going to get ron perlman showing up being ron perlman ron perlman Barely is willing to get out of his car for most of the movies that he's in. Oh, yeah. Like, this is definitely a movie where, like, he's not even phoning it in. He is texting this one in. (laughs) He's sending a guy. (laughs) And Ron Perlman's boy in. Yeah, it is. We got Burt Reynolds in here just being Burt Reynolds. Another person who will never just not be himself in a movie. You got Burt Reynolds in this. I'm going to give a little bit of a nod to Matthew Lillard in this for somewhat trying yeah well no matthew lillard always tries 
I mean, he's kind of a, you know, a gangly weirdo, but I always enjoy his performances. This is like my least favorite of his performances because he voluntarily took on a lot of gross, drunk personality traits. Oh, yeah. He's supposed to be the weird, gross duke that's drunk and kind of a terrible human being. And and he does a fine job. I, yeah. I, I always come to bat for Lillard. Lillard's fine. Yeah, I, I like Lillard. Yeah. Uh, who else we got in this? We got Lily Sobieski just... Oh, man. being could in the she, movie, could she be more impassive? The other person in this who never, never changes his voice under any circumstances, John Reese Davies. Oh yeah, you get that Reese Davies. But if you're hiring him, you're hiring him for that voice. Oh, definitely. When you hire John Reese Davies, you're like, "Yo, man, uh, I wanted your voice in this," and he's like, "Aha! Of course you did." Yeah. <laughs> what you didn't want my Christian virtues or ideas? <laughs> Neither did my wife. <laughs> Let's go to another dimension where I'm still married. <laughs> and my axe. Uh, you so- know, he was like the least popular member of the Fellowship, like like in real life. Oh, I'm like sure. He was the one who refused to go get tattoos with them. Yeah, well, he's fucking John Rhys-Davies. Everyone else is like, dude, let's go do stuff. We're still sort of young. And he's like, well, I am an old of- ass man. You can <laughs> eat my ass. Gandalf got the tattoo. Yeah, but fucking he's rad <laughs> ian mckellen was super into it and went and got a tattoo with the rest of the boys yeah but ian mckellen didn't have to sit in makeup that made his face puff out and have an allergic reaction to it that is true he did have to wear the big prosthetic nose and he had to do most of his scenes two or three times yeah but uh, but still he went and got the fucking tattoo and then during the uh the extra credits stuff in the uh, in the extended editions he he popped up on screen during some random uh, what's his Vigo Mortensen interview, and he was like, "They keep asking if this one's gay. He's not. I checked. No one but me was gay. I'm sorry to burst all of your bubbles. I tried real hard." <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, lots of famous people in this. Uh, real real long, like two and a half hours long. Yeah, it was a lot. That's we had to record this one like the moment that the movie ended because. I could feel it deteriorating from my memory, like, instantly. Well, the problem with this is it is U.A. Bull trying to make Lord of the Rings, and it is every bit as dreadful as that sounds. Yes, and it's, I mean, if you, you could basically make an entire movie out of just taking the chunks of this two and a half hours that's him just copying Lord of the Rings shots. Oh, yeah. There are so many direct copied Lord of the Rings shots, and it makes sense, because this movie came out in, what did we figure out, 2006? 06, yeah. And the last, I think, uh, Return, or, uh, Return of the King... Was oh three oh four? Yeah, it was oh three oh four. So that makes perfect sense. So they had about two years to go make this this shit pile. Oh yeah. After seeing all three of those. So <laughs> just uh before we're about to hit the music, I'll let you know it's real bad and real, real long. Like even for one of the the movies that you're like, Oh man, I want to watch this bad movie, it just takes forever to get through. Yeah, it's not it's not a fun bad. It's a slog. It's a great fall asleep on the couch movie. Oh yeah, definitely. So we will be right back after the music with more on In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege movie. John, all I'm saying is I feel like Uwe Ball should direct a movie starring Uzo Aduba, Udo Kier, uh, and Uma Thurman. 
Yeah. So we, I mean, he should be in it too. So we can make a movie called Uma Uzo Uba, Udo and Uwe. Yeah. Also, uh, it's about Odo. Yeah, it's about Odo, and it's sponsored by Uber, <laughs> and the bad guy is Oded Fair. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> is that too much for me to add? Also, Ur- Uri Geller is there. The the mu- <laughs> the the mu- magician. Remember him, like the spoon bending uh-huh. magician. Uh, you remember? Yeah, he's also there. Just like so you get another U name in there. <laughs> I think I think it was Yuri. Wasn't he? No, it's URI, but it's probably pronounced Yuri. Eh. But it was definitely URI Geller. You or I. You or I, Geller, who shall bend the most spoons. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> in the name of the king, a dungeon siege movie is. Man, it's it just starts out with it's long and boring. Jason Statham being a farmer. Well, it, technically, it starts with Ray Liotta and Lily Sobieski making out on a bed. Yeah, God, that beginning is real weird. Actually, so now th- that I think about it, it's a stone open on just Ray Liotta macking on Lily Sobieski and being like, "Yeah, your dad should know about this." Yeah, uh. no one should know about this. This looks gross, Ray Liotta. Nah, Ray Liotta, don't do this. Ray Liotta in this movie, he spends the entire movie looking like William Shatner as Liberace. <laughs> He is all about them ornate high-necked coats. Yeah, a bunch of ornate high-necked coats, a, a total William Shatner close, or close-crop curly haircut, and, you know, that kind of facial puffiness and obvious Botox thing going on that's like kind of the late-period William Shatner hallmarks. <laughs> it's hard to tell him apart from a good Shatner as Liberace performance. Uh, <laughs> the, the weird thing about this is he starts draining... Lily Sobieski with his kisses. Yes. Well, who? I mean, that's not even a magic effect. That's just making out with Ray Liotta. <laughs> yeah. The, Ray Liotta will drain the life essence out of you. Yeah. That's that's how he's stayed vital for so long. Chaz Palminteri does the same thing. <laughs> Little known fact. Yeah. So it's, it's most most Italian character actors stay in the business for so long. <laughs> I mean, John Polito. I mean, it's just well known. That's how they do their jobs. What's Dan Hedaya doing? Well, Dan Hedaya is. Is he Italian? Is he? I think he's just cursed. He's honestly, kind of, I think he's I think just he's some kind werewolf. of Sasquatch. He's, he's just a partially shaved Yeti, <laughs> some kind of skunk ape that wandered on set. Look, he played this. He played the were, the uh, Yeti in that Six Million Dollar Man episode, and then after that, he decided to just hang around Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, I'll play Nixon one day. I will. In the meantime, look at this thick thatch of manly hair on me. I'm trying to draw in a mate with my force smells. <laughs> Uh, so, and then we, we pull back and we also get to see that, I guess it's, it's hard to tell, but I think John Rice Davies knows that Ray Liotta is macking on Lily Sobieski because he's like, something's weird. I gotta go see a thing. They keep cutting to a matte painting of a castle with a cherry tree in front of it. And every time they, they keep going inside and there's Ray Liotta making out with Sobieski and then they cut outside and there's like leaves flying off of this pink tree and then it just goes back and forth like four times between those two shots and then finally Reese Davies pops up and he's like uh Gary on or Larry gone or whatever your name is Larry the cable guy I think it's Galeon I think it's uh, Galleon Gallon Galen Hallen Halogen we just watched this how are we doing this I'm gonna call him Gary on none of the names actually matter because I think there's only one I can for sure remember aside from Farmer yeah, well, Farmer's your main character, and then you've also got Elora, who's like the queen of the forest or no, whatever. No, all I could remember was Merrick, which is oh. John Rice davies That's funny, because his name is Narek. No, yeah. his name is Merrick. I thought it was with an N. I thought it was Narek. Nope. All right, well. Uh, Norin, or Norik, I think, is... Oh, the uh, brother guy is, with the hair? 
No, that's uh, fucking... This is going to be a real fun episode for people, let yeah, me tell everyone's going to love us not knowing what the fuck is going on. Whatever. Galleon or Galeon or whatever is is totally sucking the life out of Lily Sobieski, and then John Rhys-Davies pops up on a horse, and he's like, you've gone th- too far this time, Galleon, and then he just rides off, and then we cut to what's up with Farmer. Yeah, Farmer is Farman. He is our main character. It is Jason Statham, and he is known as Farmer because he was abandoned as a kid and he bounced around to a bunch of houses and all he does is he's like yo i just took the name of what i do i farm and i farm well i am a farmer so he's i think that's because your character starts named farmer in dungeon siege one and you can rename him if you want is that in in dungeon siege your character is a farmer and then you name him so instead of giving him a name they're like let's be clever and just keep him as farmer and then over-explain it a bunch of times throughout the course of the film, including a scene where the little his kid just goes, Mommy, why is Daddy named Farmer and not a real name? Yeah. And she's like, he doesn't believe in taking a name. He believes that a man is defined by his job. Great. Sure. Well, anyway, he has a dismal, shitty-looking turnip farm, uh, and he's teaching his kid to farm dismal, shitty-looking turnips. Yeah. When Ron Perlman comes walking up. <laughs> with a pig. With a pig and pretty much just checking sports scores on his cell phone. <laughs> He's like, hey there, farmer. I'm Ron Perlman. Anyway, hey. I got I got business to Char- take care of. My character name is, uh, hang on, hang on. It's, uh, it's uh, help me out here. Uh, starts with an M. Starts, uh, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Uh, hey, go want this pig? <laughs> Who wants a pig? Eh? Change you a pig for some corn. That seems fair. We're, we don't grow corn. These are turnips. Yeah, whatever. Uh, sure. He he does say, I will trade you a pig for your winter corn. <laughs> and they, they take the trade, so the kid gets his own pig. Yay. Um, and then Merrick here, uh, Ron Perlman's like, hey, you should join the king's army. They get paid real good. Oh, man, it's, it's Norrid. Norrin? I think Norig. he just said his name was Merrick. Merrick is John Rhys-Davies. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought Nerick was this guy's name. I had them mixed up. No, no. Okay, so Norrin's like, hey, man, you should join the king's army. You should run, run real quick. <laughs> you, get, you get so much money if you join the king's army. It'll be way better than farming up turnips. All they got right now is baby legs, and they need irregular legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Farmer's not into it. Farmer's like, nah, man. I'm a farmer, mate. I, I, I ain't going to do no no fighting. I love that throughout this entire movie, no one has a similar accent. Like, fathers and sons and, like, people who are related to each other, fucking people who live in the same village don't sound anything alike. No, everyone's got different accents completely. It's it, 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 There's a couple British people, because you've got Statham and John Reese davies But they have they're, different British they're accents. They're very different British, yeah. And, I mean, at least with that, you're like, oh, you were raised in, like, a poor village, and you were raised as the Magus of the king. So, maybe you've got some of that Queen's English and, like, Cockney shit going on. That's fine. But all of the people in Farmer's Village, it's like, hey, here's Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman-ing it up. Here's Carla Fiorina being Carla and not doing any accent. Yeah. And... The rest of the village doesn't have an accent. And his his wife, Claire Forlani, no, a standard Claire Forlani accent. Oh, yeah. Not Were you Carla. saying Carla Fiorina, the yeah, person was. who ran for president la- a couple yes, years ago? Yes, I was. That is exactly what I was thinking. I was wondering where you were coming from with that. Yeah. <laughs> Carla Man. Fiorina. The names in this movie have fucked me up yeah, so, real bad. So Claire Forlani from like the Not Another Teen movie or whatever okay, franchises. So, <laughs> so then... And like Ghost World and stuff. In, in comes... Uh, 
I don't know who else was in this. Uh, Ray Liotta with his high pitched kind of weird voice, and Burt Reynolds sounding a lot like a bad impression of Burt Reynolds all the way through this. Yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds sounds like he couldn't be bothered to take the gum out of his mouth to play the king. <laughs> yeah, Burt yeah. Reynolds. Hey. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys should uh, do what I say. Mwah. Yeah, Burt Reynolds is uh, apparently doing the celebrity Jeopardy version of Burt Reynolds. <laughs> I'm King uh, Turd Ferguson. Uh, very well, King Ferguson. All right, guys, say the whole thing, though. <laughs> it's funnier. Huh? Huh? Yeah. So, so um, all right. Uh, anyway, Farmer's like, no, but you should stay for dinner. I do not want to join the King Militia. They have a boring dinner uh, in which Ron Perlman has the funniest scene in the entire movie. Where he goes like, ah! where he says like, hey, uh, hey, uh, scout, you kid, you, 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 you kid, uh, give me that chicken, ah, chicken, I want that, ah, chicken, and that that's his, that's the best line in the movie by a mile. Yeah, <laughs> it's him trying to be sort of endearing with the like, ah, I'm playing with this kid because uh, he had just sort of gotten in trouble because the kid mentioned that yeah, the he whole had army talked thing. about the whole joining the army thing. And so the wife, the wife and mother was like, "Oh, don't you hand him any chicken?" He's like, "Ah, give me the chicken, rah, 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 chicken, rah. chicken, rah. And I'm like, "This is amazing." <laughs> it was the only part of the movie I liked was Rod Perlman <laughs> messing with a kid and trying to get himself some chicken. I have to imagine that that wasn't actually part of the film. There was actually chicken there, and he's like, "Ah, give me that chicken." <laughs> well, the idea that Claire Forlani was just desperate to hold to the actual script so she could move through this, and she's like, "No, don't give him chicken. Chicken's not in the script. Can we start over?" <laughs> ah, give me that chicken. Chicken. Rah. Rah. chicken rah. Whatever. We're using this take. Move on. I am Uwe Ball. <laughs> One take and go. That is all we do. <laughs> if anyone has a problem, they are welcome to box me in the ring. <laughs> I like to imagine that he drags a boxing ring behind every production. And as soon as it's someone's just, like, you know, I don't think these lines make any sense. And he's like, into the ring with you. Oh, I don't think your face makes sense. I'm going to make it make sense. <laughs> I like the idea that he's directing in boxing gloves and like little shorts. Yeah, he's he's in the boxing shorts. He's got the fucking towel around his shoulders. All of his fan mail is just, how do you direct with those boxing gloves on? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we, we cut to the king and we find out that the Krug are attacking and the Krug are said to be just mindless animals and there's no way they can do this, but they're just orcs. They're orcs. They are orcs. They have weapons and armor now though. Yeah, they all have helmets and stuff. I don't think you ever get a good look at a Krug in the entire movie. You, you get a few decent shots full on of a Krug and it seriously just looks like a fucking Halloween all costume right. mask. Because mostly they're just wearing helmets all the time, so you never really see one. No, you get you, like back views and side views of things, and you see the sort of standard like uh, underbite tusk thing going on. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to mention about Farmer is that when he farms, he has a big old holster on, it, on his uh, belt, and the belt contains a big knife, an axe, and a boomerang, which he uses to scare away some crows. And I have to imagine the boomerang, which shows up multiple times in this, is a weapon you get to start. Well, I think the funny Dungeon thing is it, it shows up multiple times in the first 15 minutes, and then it is forgotten. Yes. Uh, He's like, I'm going to scare these crows, I'm going to throw it at some of um, these krug. And then one time I'm going to use it to chop a vine, and then that's it. The, the, at that point, the boomerang is over and done. Yeah, it's a three-use item. Yeah. So he's got a big old boomerang that even if he whacks something with it, it always comes flying right back to him. And uh, so 
They have their meal. We get the information that the Krog are attacking. We're introduced to Burt Reynolds and Matthew Lillard. Oh, boy. Matthew Lillard as the Duke, the nephew of the king, who is a drunken, absolute crazy weirdo. Yeah, he plays him a little too over the top, but it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. This is like... I think his name was Duke Fellow or something like that. I think it's Duke Fallow is his name. Probably. But but it, it sounded like they were saying, that fellow Duke Fellow. That Duke fellow. Yeah, my name is fellow Duke Duke fellow. I ain't your fellow Duke. <laughs> I ain't your Duke, buddy. <laughs> I ain't your buddy, guy. <laughs> I ain't your guy, farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I am farmer. <laughs> I am farmer, that's me. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, yeah, he, he plays him very over the top. N- never closes his mouth. Yeah, it's very SLC punk as a Duke. Yeah, just, ah, I'm angry and you're not allowed to touch me. Give me wine. Yeah, real drunk, real yeah. eating like a big weirdo all hunched over the plate and just shoving food into his face. Yeah, and then Burt Reynolds is supposed to play like a virtuous and noble king, except that he's just had a bad lean the whole time, and you can almost kind of see him keep it. The, the, the way they keep his eye line is just dangling some cigarettes off camera. <laughs> come on, come on. You want the cigarettes, don't you, Burt Reynolds? I do, uh, say I, the line. I do, I do want the cigarettes. Come on, give me them, give me them, uh, give me them cigarettes. <laughs> Do the line. I uh, am the king of uh, de- Ebb. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, uh, now let me give me one of them Chesterfields. <laughs> uh, unfiltered Navy cut. Come on. <laughs> uh, the the fact that we are then treated to this. Oh, the Krugger attacking means we are going to cut back to the village and the defining moment for Farmer where. The Krug attack his farm Which and the village. Because they managed... Uh, the rest of this movie, they are not stealthy, the Krug. They're just big, stupid, lub- lumber out from wherever they're going, murder monsters, right? Yeah. But in this one scene, they're like ninja ghosts that are raiding his farm. So he has he has a good like three minutes of scene where he's just walking around his farm, and then every once in a while, it'll suddenly zoom in on him as he turns around to look in the other direction. Oh, yeah. He'll but hear like some, some trees yeah. whistling and... There's a little branch and it cracks and he's like, yeah. oh, oh, he's like, oh, oh, what? oh, 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 nothing must be my term- turnips. <laughs> yeah, it's my turnips <laughs> uh, out there in the wild. <laughs> my turnips are out to pasture. My turnips are coming home to roost. <laughs> so eventually some Krugs show up and this is where we realize that Jason Statham, for having been a farmer his entire life, is a just a, a whirling dervish murder killer. Yeah. He's like uh, Brock Sampson. I have no idea why, and the only, like, mild, absolutely, ridiculously stupid explanation the movie gives is we find out, you know, spoiler alert, like an hour later, yeah, uh, that he is actually the, like, long-lost son of the king, and he's like, oh, you you can fight so fierce, because... You got the blood of kings in you. I'm like, what is he, a Highlander? Fuck off. What does that mean? Does that mean he's as good at fighting with Burt Reynolds? Because I'm not going to be that impressed if that's the case. <laughs> oh, you should be impressed. <laughs> ain't, ain't you never seen Gator? <laughs> I mean, I have. But I mean, this is not that Bruce Reynolds or Burt Reynolds. So anyway, he is just the transporter, like 100% of the time. There's no... This guy just learns to fight throughout the course of the movie or anything. It's from the moment some unfortunate Krug gets anywhere near him, he goes straight up MMA with a sword on it. Oh, yeah. Like, we don't get one of those scenes where it's like he has to fight a Krug and barely kills him, and then he's like slowly learns to get up to be a badass throughout it. He's like, what am I, surrounded by a dozen of these super badass orcs? I better karate the fuck out of them. 
he does a lot of like cool MMA like charging tackles and stuff too. And there is a ton of the put one foot on someone's chest and kick them away in this movie. I think oh. that happens 50 times. <laughs> My favorite is after he kills all the one on his farm, he goes to find uh, Ron Perlman. And of course, he is also being attacked. Yes. And Ron Perlman, also a badass. Yeah. He kinda, but at least he was in the army before. So well, he kind of like, fights eh. like a friar tuck. He just sort of gets a big stick and just swings it back and forth in front of him. Yeah, he's he was... Fighting them with, a, like, a shovel, I think, when they were there. But I, I get the impression Ron Perlman probably pulled a gun on them the first time they tried to do the scene. <laughs> He's like, the Krugger attacking. Huh? Huh? Who wants a piece of this? I got a, I got a Desert Eagle. I never, it's in my glove compartment. What do you want? What do you want? Who, who wants some? This is a fantasy movie, Ron. <laughs> I, think, I think you are perhaps making him out to be slightly crazier than he should be. <laughs> this isn't Gary Busey in this movie. I'm just saying, the amount to which he is unwilling to change his voice suggests to me <laughs> that he has no idea that he's in a movie set in the past. Although I would love it if instead of Ron Perlman it was Gary Busey in this. That would be absolutely amazing. See, the thing about uh, the Krug is they're excellent kissers. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta get into the Krug, get it. Get up in their reach, and then you kiss them. There was a fire at my house a few years ago. It destroyed a great d- amount of my uh, valuable native Krug art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the fight is great in this. Just one scene where he gets up on like the top of this uh, he's up on this the, barn. Yeah, he's in that that hayloft of a barn, and he just. It cuts back and forth between him fighting and Perlman fighting, and every time it cuts to him, he just kicks a guy in the chest, and then it cuts back. And then back again, and he kicks the dude in the chest. Yeah. He does this like three times in a row. My favorite is when he throws a rope at a Krug, which manages to tie itself into a noose around the Krug, and then he levers it up so it hangs him. Yeah. He just throws he just throws rope at him. Not like not even like a lasso or anything, just some rope, which he manages to kill the guy with. Well, it's fine. I think we can basically establish that as well as later events in this movie, rope is magic yeah, and rope just, just does whatever you want it. Yeah, rope is magic powers and just does anything you need it to. Because at one point, someone throws, some lady in this movie throws rope about three or four hundred yards. Yeah, just way across a giant chasm and is like, ah, that's fine. Hooey! And I can tell you something, as a middle-aged American gentleman, it's hard to push rope that far. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. <laughs> You're an all-star. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the village gets attacked, his wife and kid and in-laws get attacked. His parents are, his his in-laws are killed. Yeah, his in-laws are killed, his son is killed. Yeah, and in this scene, it is revealed to us that the Krug are under the direct control of Ray Liotta, who is standing in a magic smoke pit. Yeah, he's just sitting there with swirling magic nonsense around him, and he controls, like, the super Krug. Yeah, well, he also, he can control multiple Krug at once. Like, you see a lot of Krug doing his hand movements for him. Yeah, he controls all of the Super Krug. You can tell they're Super Krug because they have full helmets. They all have the same full helmet, too. It's very clear that every time that Krug gets killed, they just use it again in the next scene. Yeah, so it's a full helmet, and then they all have, like, a weird, like a, like if you cut the end off of a pole arm and just turned it into, like, an odd axe. It's half a Batleth. Yeah. It's, they, they, they all have half a Batleth. And the, a big rusty one, though. Yeah, and they big just, rusty one. Yeah, and they just stomp around and kill whoever. So they kill his in-laws, they kill his kid, they kidnap his wife, and that's all, by his, I mean, farmer. Farmer, yeah. Uh, but, and that's that's going to be our impetus for heroic action in this movie. Yeah. So at that point, the eventually Ray Liotta, I guess, has everything he wanted from this random attack on a village. Yeah. He's uh, like, all right, well, we got all the people we wanted. Fuck it, we're out. Yeah, so they just leave. And then the king and his men come, like, riding up. 
And they're like, hey, we need people to join our army. And Statham's like, uh, no, fuck you. You didn't defend our village. Yeah, I'm going to go find my wife. Yeah. Which is weird because he'd be like, hey, help us instead. You know, like, hey, they took a whole bunch of our people. They don't even say like, hey, King, they took a whole bunch of our people. Can you help us get them back? They just say, we assume you will not. Yeah, they're just, hey, you didn't help us, so fuck you. Yeah, and they're like, whoa, don't turn your back on the fucking king. We're going to kick your ass. And the, and the king's like, no, 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 that's not what we do. That's not how we do in Ebb. That's not what Ebb is all about. We're all about that flow, you know. <laughs> That ebb and flow. I know. Ugh, that hurt, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, they form a super team of, of uh, villagers who are going to go rescue Claire Forlani. And the super team is Ron Perlman <laughs> and Jason Statham and... Some Legolas-looking <laughs> motherfucker. Some guy. <laughs> it's his brother-in-law yeah. is, the, is this guy, but he is straight up a Legolas-looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's just a guy with a Legolas haircut, so when they do wide shots of people running across landscape, they have a Legolas. Yep. It's like, oh, you're our Legolas guy. It doesn't matter <laughs> what you do. You don't even shoot a bow and arrow, but you are our Legolas. Also, there's been more than one incidence of Lord of the Rings-esque music throughout. Like, there's some... There's some pretty uh, Hobbit uh, lessons of the Shire music playing when he's teaching his kid to pull turnips. Oh, yeah. No, this... Not only is it a lot of shots stolen from Lord of the Rings, but the music is like, hey, what composer can I find that can get me a just barely a knockoff version of this music? Hi, uh, I'm Jan Miser. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty close, right? Listen to this. do 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 that right, huh? huh? Hobbits, huh? You you got it right. You want them? You want them hobbits? Them hobbits. <laughs> this movie has no no uh, other species in it. It's all humans and krugs. Yep. No, no. Well, what about them hobbits? <laughs> you got to throw some hobbits in there. <laughs> you, okay. you making a fantasy movie? You got to get some hobbits. I'm I'm loving the music character now. <laughs> <laughs> Musician for this, <laughs> absolutely a great character. Hi there. You forgot to put hobbits in your movie. Hey, I was reading through the script and looks like and correct me if i'm wrong no hobbits <laughs> most of my music is hobbit based <laughs> <laughs> haven't you listened to my first three albums hobbit forming one through three <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so the they go off on a quest we also find out that lily sobieski is the magus's daughter but also a badass soldier but she isn't allowed to leave the castle. Yeah, they do a lot of time spent setting up her character as, like, a badass soldier. Like, they show her fighting with the leader of the King's Guard for a good, like, five minutes. Yep. Where she's, like, training with him, and he's like, oh, if only we had soldiers like you in the King's Army. And she's like, well, let me in the King's Army, and you will. And he's like, ha, 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 no ladies. <laughs> Women. Yeah, broads, no. But she's also, like, a wizard, and she's in love with Ray Liotta, which, that's a weird choice. Yeah. The the romance with Ray Liotta also lasts for like 15 minutes of this movie as well. Yeah, because the second time he shows up, she's like, how come you haven't been here in a while? And he's like, because I'm a crazy fucking wizard. I do what I want. And she's like, well, then we're breaking up. Yeah, no, it's just like, hey, you can't just come in here and like do me. That's not how this works. And he's like, bitch, I do what I want. I'm going to take the king's daughter's virginity. And she's like, you need to get the fuck out of my room. Yeah, and then he's like, goodbye. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. They're broken up now. Like, I love that he's sitting there going like, oh, and the, the king and the magus, and I hate them both, and I'm going to take everything from them, and I'm so crazy. And then as soon as she goes, 
hey, but how about you get out of my chambers? He's like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, Goodbye. That's reasonable. You know, <laughs> I took I took a moment for self evaluation. You know, I I realize now I may have been a little intense there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let us all think about what's happened here. Based on my Liberace outfit, I'd say I'm not good at dating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Where are we? Oh, well, we have to talk about the scene where they go running through the forest and they come to that zip line. Oh, yeah. There's a bridge that is normally across this chasm, but it's out. But one of the ropes for this bridge is still going across. So Statham takes his belt off and uses it to zip line halfway across, at which point he gets stuck. And then he just sort of does American ninja moves to get up on the rope and then he climbs the rest of the way over. But then the other two decide to go down pretty much at the same time? Yeah, that was the dumbest thing to me, is fucking Perlman's like, yeah, all right, sure, I'll go. And he goes down, and then that Legolas guy's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go too, at the same time before you've gotten across. The the moment you put your own weight on it, you're going to change the balance of the rope going downward towards the other side and pull Ron Perlman back to you. And indeed he does. Yes, and then they stand there yelling at each other for about five seconds, and then they fall down a huge cliff, and they are fine the end. (laughs) They land in water, no harm comes to them. It's just a comedy scene. It's just straight up, oh, whoops, daisies. And, and I love that he's like, oh, if we uh, if we try and circumnavigate this, like go around, whatever, it'll take us a week to get around here. Hmm. However, in the time it takes them to land in the water and then swim to the other side, he manages to get from the top of this cliff down to where they are, which makes me think, you know, you could have just gone down and across. Yeah, yeah, I... But it was more fun to watch the fun uh, wackety hijinks, which is hilarious because this movie has like two comedy sequences and the next one is the next scene (laughs) because then the king comes riding up to a random castle in the middle of nowhere and there is a sleeping guard guarding it. Yeah. And they're like, wake up. Where are the rest of the guards? And he's like, sir, I am guarding the castle, sir. Yeah. But apparently the fact that there's only the one guard and he's a shitty guard is the fault of Matthew Lillard's Duke Fallow. Oh, yeah, because the king was out, you know, he was going over to that village to try and recruit people. Right. So while he was gone, fucking Lillard was in charge, but Lillard, we find him sitting on the king's throne with the crown on, just... Well, he's doing that that thing from Whose Line Is It Anyway, where he has to, where he's pretending to be this lady's arms. Yeah, he's got his arms, like, through... Her, like, armpits. Yeah, under her armpits and pretending to be her hands. Yeah. So he's doing that on on a throne and going like, oh, yes, I like my own boobs and stuff. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's just a dumb little scene. I guess it's actually the king's castle. So that means that Lillard was briefly left in charge. And the first thing he did was discharge all of the guards except one, the sleepy (laughs) one. Yeah. And then he spent his time sitting on a throne room alone in a huge empty castle pretending to be some random woman's hands. Yeah. No, Lillard got in charge and he was like, find me your sleepiest soldier. (laughs) The rest of them shall go home. (laughs) Uh, It is amazing to me throughout this that there is any sense that Lillard would be in line for the throne because he's the only male, like, blood relative. Yeah. He is the one who is in line for succession but like he commits treason and like straight up tries to murder the king twice yeah and at that point you're like 
No, dude, you lose it. You lose the ability to be king at this point. It at doesn't certain, matter what your blood at, is. At a certain point, the king's going to disown you verbally, and you're done. Yeah. He'll be like, that dude's not my nephew. I decree it as the king. Like, he even says it at one point. He's like, yo, you never get to be king. You're you're a piece of shit, and I hate you. Yeah, he actually says it out loud in, in the presence of other people. But there's a point where, like, the royal guard is about to kill Matthew Lillard, and then they're like, the king has died. And Lillard's like, yay, I'm the king. Long live me. <laughs> Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, he's the king. That's, yeah, I uh, guess that's how that works. That's how our stupid system works. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think the guard would be like, uh, stab him real quick before it, get, before it really takes root. Before this settles in, stab. There we go. Uh, oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I didn't uh, quite hear you. He died somehow. Oops, a daisies sword, anyway. Sword poisoning. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a bunch of goofy nonsense. They go, uh, our Farmer and friends go traipsing through the forest where they meet not elves slash not Amazons. Well, we'll say it's Kristana Loken, the the Terminatrix of Terminatrix fame. Yeah, Terminator Trace. Yeah, so the Terminatrix shows up with a whole bunch of uh, trained rope dancers. Oh, yeah, you know, the, Cirque du Soleil shows up. Yeah, just some people who are trained to do that kind of ribbon uh, Scott hang dancing. Yeah, it's, and, it's that rope dancing where you, like, roll down the rope and climb up and spin yeah, around. But they've glued a bunch of fallen-off leaves to the ropes so that they look like vines. Yeah. So these are the, the movie's druid Amazon elf women. They're, they're humans, though. Yeah, they're, there's no other race. It's just ladies, only ladies, who are in the forest that want to be left alone. Ladies. But... They live RIP in Lewis, trees and are... <sighs> well, p- apparently they can just fly around on these vines. Because there's multiple shots in this movie of the vines just zipping them through the forest and not swinging through the forest. No, no. The vines are, like, crawling along the ground and then, like, grab the uh, farmer and his friends and, like, hoist them upside down. So they have some sort of magic plant control. Yeah, they have total plant control. They can just fly around on these vines... Kristana Loken's entire first scene in this movie is done while hanging from a vine. Like, she just refuses to come down. Yeah. Eventually, she's like, well, I'll walk you idiots out of my forest so you don't die in here. Yeah. And then she walks them to some krug in a big, like, procession line. And is like, this is as far as I take you. Goodbye. And good day. I'll be back in about an hour. Yeah, to to join your team for no reason. (laughs) The, the, uh, The lot of them go down to that krug area. Uh, Perlman and Legolas get caught. Well, yeah, so does, well, so does, uh, Statham, actually. He fights a little longer, but eventually he gets caught by one of the, the, the Leota super Krugs. Yeah, he gets caught by a super Krug who is going to hang him, but he's all like, I can't get in your brain, meats. Yeah. Why can't I control you? And then, and Statham, then he's like, oh man, I'm so in love with you because I can't read your mind. Yeah. I'm going to stalk you. Oh, wait oh, a minute. No, that was Twilight. I'm going to make up. <laughs> I'm going to make out with you and kind of, kind of take your, your power with my kisses. <laughs> Also Twilight. <laughs> but no, Statham pulls off a murder f- while being hung and with his hands tied behind his back by swinging in circles on the end of the, the line and stealing this super Krug sword and cutting his throat with it and then cutting his own rope. Yeah. I, I honestly, the way that scene was put together, I have no idea how it actually happened. <laughs> no. It was just like all of a sudden he had a sword and then all of a sudden the rope broke and then he was lying on the ground going like, ugh, ugh. Although at least he still has the hanging scar for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's so. That's a little bit of continuity, I guess. Uh. Um, okay, so what happens here? Uh, it turns out that Matthew Lillard is in league with Ray Liotta. Yeah, we find that out a little bit ago, and he's like, "I want you to 
murder people so that I'll be king? I don't I don't understand what his plan here is. Oh, well, you see, John, uh, he's going to be a mighty king. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like no king was before. Yeah, he's he's brushing up on looking down. <laughs> he's working on his roar. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, uh, he just can't wait, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just can't wait to be king. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what his plan, though, is. Because Ray Liotta's like, yo, I'm going to use these Krug, and I'm just going to, like, murder across the entire, like, kingdom. And then, I guess, like, what is his plan? To attack the castle or something? Well, I don't even understand why this dude, this uh, Duke Fallow, feels like he even needs this wizard. Because the wizard eventually takes out the king by poisoning his food. Yeah. He's just like, here you go, have some food. Oh, you said, you said you needed the timeline to be sped up, so fuck it, I poisoned his shit. I just poisoned his food. Anyone could have done this. Any idiot could have put poison in the king's food. You didn't need a wizard, but here we are. <laughs> here you go, I did it. And then also, you ate some of his food, so now you're poisoned, Duke Fallow, but here's a little potion so you remember who's in charge. I, I still, I have no idea... What his end game here was? Who Matthew Lillard or the or Ray Liotta? Because Ray Liotta like is king of the Krug, and well, so at least he's like all I care about is power. Well, Matthew Lillard's an idiot in this movie, so I think he he's just like, well, obviously this wizard will do what I want, and then I'll be king. But even if he is king, at that point you're like, oh good, I run a kingdom overrun with fucking orcs, and everyone's dead. I think he doesn't care as long as he gets to sit in a castle and play hands with a, with a serving wench. <laughs> I think he's he's perfectly happy to be the Grima Wormtongue of this movie, uh, like of this world, to be like, I want a little tiny bit of power. Yeah, I I just can't whatever. Wait. <laughs> his his motivations are ridiculous to me. <laughs> but he uh, he ends up taking like two thirds of the armies and runs away with them, and he's like, "Yo, you're my guys now." Yeah. You guys, now that the king is poisoned and uh, I'm in charge, so uh, you're my mans, we're leaving. Yeah, and, and indeed they do. And his mission at this point is to go to the Krug village and meet up with them and form a mighty army. Yeah, he's going to be like, yo, now we're the super army and I guess we'll march back to the castle and you guys, my soldiers, you soldiers will have no compunction against <laughs> raiding your own castle against your king? Well, I, I feel like... I could probably explain all of Matthew Lillard's motivations because it's just that it, thick as you are, <laughs> pay attention. <laughs> uh. My words are a matter of pride. <laughs> <sighs> Sigh. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> Lion King songs. Hey, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> There we go. Is it all of them? I think it is. Hey, uh, Circle of Life. There we go. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't really count that one. <laughs> there we go. There's all of them. We did it. We did it. We got all the Lion King songs. <laughs> doesn't, that, isn't there one that Rafiki sings? He doesn't sing anything, does he? I, I was thinking of, there's one in the middle there, but there really isn't. No, there's a, there's a bunch of like just music, but not yeah. songs. Yeah. It's, it's the, one I'm, the one I'm thinking of is the one where he's like drawing the lion on the wall. And he's like, ha, 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 when he puts like the... Bu Berry juice on it because he realizes the king's still alive. Man, Lion King's a good movie. Can we talk about that? Can hey, we talk yo. about In the Name of the Lion King? In the Name of the Lion King, a, a dungeon pride siege. It has rock. exactly as many dungeons and sieges as this movie did. It's true. This movie has zero dungeons, no sieges. It is 
misleading. I don't even think it has a tail. You know what I love is he made two more In the Name of the King movies, just lost that whole dungeon siege after it. He just called it In the Name of the King and then something else. Oh, that's amazing. He's like, ah, fuck it, I don't I'm care. I'm sure that the, mo- the the video game, whatever that big red games or whatever the fuck it was that made that, was like, no, no, thank you, we're good. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for doing that the first time. Who's going to be the next person to make this shit mistake? Oh, it's Far Cry. That's the answer, isn't it? Oh, my God. I, I cannot understand. After the first two you'd think someone would go oh wait a minute no don't don't touch our game don't do that hi there we're the makers of blood rain we'd like someone to make a movie out of it and then just like slipping out of the corner from the shadows comes ua bowl he's just like yes yes i will take your project How do you hide in the shadow with those boxing gloves on? (laughs) (laughs) Just disappears. Poof. (laughs) The bargain is struck. (laughs) Too late now. (laughs) A blood rain movie shall come out on the nearest morn. Uh, The (laughs) this movie has so much filler in it, by the way. Like we're still kind of going at a decent clip. And even then we're just passing by a crap load of dumb scenes yeah let it be known that there's a whole bunch of stupid fights with krugs yeah uh what where do you think we should skip to here to, to kind of roll things along do you want well me- the uh so the prisoners end up getting taken to krug mountain uh-huh i don't know what the actual name of this place is but i'm gonna call it krug mountain yeah well it's like a big valley with a castle in it where krug live and, or, and they live outside of it and it's, the it's basically carved into the side of a mountain. And you would think that Ray Liotta lives in there, but he doesn't. He lives in a different hole on the other side of the mountain? Well, the other side of the mountain has a hole to get into that castle. Oh, okay. It's got a secret castle hole. Yeah. Because it that's, that's an air vent for it, apparently. It, it, all right. So, fine. So, apparently, most people are trying to raid the castle, but a few of our heroes decide that they have to raid Ray Liotta's secret hole. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so you know, you get John Rice Davies, and he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna go distract uh, Ray Liotta while you guys get in that hole." Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, we're skipping over the big battle where they fight a bunch of Krugs in the forest and ninjas show up. There is, for no good goddamn reason, ninjas in this movie. They're they, on the good guy side. Yeah, they are. There's a point where he's like, "Yo, I need you guys to go up in these trees," and they like ninja fly up some trees, That's and then they. Shoot an arrow with a little jingle bell on it for no reason. And then yeah. they jump down and they're like, ha, we are the king's personal guard. We are straight up in black footy pajama ninjas. Yeah. I the If you had told me that this movie was called In the Name of the King, a tree climbing tale, <laughs> I would have been so much more likely to believe you. There are so much climbing trees in this. Yeah. UA seems to have quite a thing for people being up in trees. He's yeah. like, yo. Get up in that tree. Everyone on every side eventually ends up in a tree. Yeah. It's it's real weird. I don't know why. So anyway, they have a big fight in the forest. Uh, it, it, during the fight, the already poisoned king, who is dying of poison, is shot with an arrow by uh, the Duke Fallow, who takes a whole bunch of tries. Yeah, he just shoots, misses, shoots. Miss. He's like, man, come on. And then he Get run- it together, he, man. He runs off, and while running off him and his personal guard run into the daughter of John Reese Davies so Lily Sobieski the mages's daughter uh hanging out in the woods by herself and they're like haha we found a girl in the woods there's no wo- rules in the woods yeah apparently the woods are i don't know international waters or some shit <laughs> yeah they're just no man's land it's calvin ball in all the woods <laughs> ah you can't catch me it's negative catching day uh. <laughs> so they can't catch her because it's Woods Calvin Ball, and she's just like, oh no, they're going to kill me. But then she is rescued by Kristana Loken and her tree dancers. 
yeah, up come the elf Amazons, and they're like, yo, we get don't- dunked on, everyone except for the Duke. We don't like anyone from this town, or, or anyone, people who aren't who don't live in this woods are all bad, except for the Duke, apparently, and also Lily Sobieski. Well, they're like, yo, uh, Lily, you're fine because you're a lady. Yeah. And we don't like dudes because we're sort of Amazons. But then they, they eventually do catch the Duke and kind of gift wrap him and hand him to her. And she hauls him back to the camp of the, the victorious humans. Which I gotta say, they straight up like hang with vines all of his guard. Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird. You don't. You live in the forest. You have no idea who this fucking guy is. Yeah, why didn't you kill him? There's no reason for you to go, oh, yeah, we sent vines down to grab all of these other dudes, but you, nah, fuck it. Well, I probably because they recognized him as Shaggy Norville Rogers. Yeah, that's they were like, probably They were like, holy shit, are you the Shaggy? <laughs> he was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man, we got to get out of here, Scoob. <laughs> and they were like, well, we'll let him go because he's clearly Shaggy. Yeah, and he's named his horse Scoob. <laughs> So, Sobieski drags him to this human encampment that she has not been to before, so it's weird that she knows where it is. Yeah, the fact that she just shows up with him is like, hey, I found you guys. And they decide to duel him? Yeah, the leader of the guard, which I have no idea what his name is, he seems like he's supposed to be someone we should give a shit about. I'm sure he's an NPC from the game. But So, he, Gardington Q Guard. He's like, yo, I'm the main general dude here, and he's like, we're gonna duel. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're all about here in human camp. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Matthew Lillard mugs a whole lot, but he is surprisingly a very good duelist. So they have a good sword fight, he loses, and then it's announced that the king has died of his arrow wound, inflicted by Matthew Lillard, and they're like, Oh, no, no. we can't kill him now. He's the king. He's definitely the king because he killed the king. Yeah, this is straight up fucking, uh, like, the, the necromonger rules where you get to keep what you kill. This is Keystone Cops, like, Robin Hood edition. Like, that's what's happening. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, but it turns out they have told Farmer that he's the king's son, and John Rhys Davies comes out and he's like, Hey, everyone, turns out, fuck that guy. This guy's the king now. Yeah, and everyone's like, yay. No one, no one else, there's no reason for us to believe you, but it's way better than the alternative. Oh, yeah, everyone's like, oh, that's weird, because all we know of this dude is that he is a farmer named Farmer. He fought a like a bit with us yeah and then you just showed up and went oh no he's the king's son shh don't worry i mean could they couldn't he have done that with anybody you've been like showed up hey the king died and uh he told me that that god captain who's clearly a different uh race than him is is his son yeah it just just guard captain you don't know and also he said that the guard captain should uh should kill that guy because, you know, fuck that guy. Am oh, I right? Hey, the king died, and in his dying breath, he told me that we're going to be communist now. <laughs> the king told me when he died that we have a pizza party. <laughs> and there's going to be ice cream, the kind that comes with its own little wooden spoon. Ooh, everyone gets their own. <laughs> <laughs> you can have vanilla, chocolate, or vanilla with orange stripes. Ooh. We we don't have as much of that though, so you know, limited time. Yeah, that's just for the good kids. Let's uh, let's try not to be greedy. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what a, the fact that he can just come in and be like, yeah, this guy's king now, and everyone's like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. He told me I, I'm king now. Actually, fuck you. Yeah, that's what he said. He said I'm his kid. Weird. I'm two years older. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Certainly not me. Vagaries of fate and all that. I'm king. <laughs> So, I love that 
Farmer, his uh, his first act as the new king of this entire realm, like he's got all of this responsibility in this new army, he's going to fuck off to Krug Mountain with three other people and try to sneak in. Yeah, so he decides to take a, a crack squad consisting of Miriala, the daughter of John Reese davies who to this point in the movie has done nothing really. Yeah, she has done fuck all. Uh, we've also got, oh, except look bored. Boy, yes. Lily Sobieski pretty much just has the one face, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. I think it's just because, uh, you know, uh, Kiss and Ray Liotta pretty much ruined her. And this movie, I'm sure, was just saw- shot in sequence. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, also going with them is John Reese davies because he knows where this is. And, uh... And for some reason... And the Terminatrix comes the, along. Yeah, the Terminatrix, who the, the credits tell us is named Elora, but they never say that. No. We of don't... course, because if they said that, it would refer the movie to Willow, when this is clearly supposed to be a rip-off of uh, Lord of the Rings only. Exactly. They're like, wait a minute, Elora? Elora Dannon? <laughs> we can't have Elora Dannon in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you are great. <laughs> Oh, now we have to fight a Krug named Finn Razel. <laughs> oh, no, Ray Liotta is in love with Lily Sobieski. I don't love you. You kicked me in the face. <laughs> Help, there's a Krug with an acorn pointed at me. <laughs> oh, man, movies that are better than this movie. <laughs> All what, of them. They're just piling on. I Okay, so they find their way to the secret hole to Ray Liotta in the back of... Yeah, they find Ray Liotta's secret hole. Yeah, and it's like 400 yards away on the other side of a massive cliff. And John Reese davies is like, you'll have to get in there. I'll get over on my own and distract him. Because I'm a wizard. Fuck off. Bye. So he turns to smoke and floats over there. And then they get over there by having Kristana Loken throw a rope 400 yards to some rock. And it doesn't matter where the rock is because it's not that they crawl. They, they now climb the rope across. Instead, the two of them... Well, only they jump off the cliff using the rope and then using Kristana Loken's leverage to fling uh, Jason Statham a little farther, flings him 400 yards across these two cliffs and crashes them into the rocks on the other side. Yeah, I was like, you know what? You could have just like swung across if you were just planning on flying face first into a mountainside. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the right thing to do here would have been to go get an Ewok. <laughs> Get a glider. Get some sticks and bones and be like, here, you figure it out. And the Ewok would build you a glider. You head over there, let the Ewok into the building, and then he converts everything in there into weapons and kills everybody. Yeah, obviously. No problem. And then you're, at the end, you got a big pile of gore and an Ewok. <laughs> Life's little pleasures. Uh, but instead, he goes climbing while John Reese davies gets into a uh, like floating sword fight with Ray Liotta. Yeah, they're, they're telekinetically sword fighting with a bunch of swords. The... The great thing about this is, so fucking Leota kills Reese Davies, and Farmer uh, Statham is running around in the mountain. At this point, fucking Sobieski's like, oh no, I can sense my dad's died, and my wizard powers have come online, and she turns into smoke and goes over there. And at this point, we look back at Alora, and she's just like, well, I guess I got to get out of this film, and that's the last we see of her. She just like runs off, and she's there's, done. There's even there's a Lord of the Rings shot of them running to this this cliff point that they go to. It's one of those the Fellowship running across a high pass shots that we always saw. Yeah, we haven't really been talking about all the times that there's Lord of the Rings shots because we also have one where like, well, no, we're like an hour in. Yeah, like Jason Statham gets like threatened by a horse and so on. But there's 
when they do this, they show this wide tracking shot of like a helicopter circling shot of the four of them running across the mountaintop. And then they do the same shot, but it's just Alora running back. And that's the last time we see her. Yeah, she just runs right out of the movie. Yeah. She's like, nope, goodbye, everybody. Well, that was me. I was here to throw a rope. Goodbye. Meanwhile, the prisoners manage to escape on their own from inside the building. Ray Liotta has determined that Claire Forlani is currently pregnant with uh, with uh, Farmer's kid. Yep. And then they have a duel and... I don't know why fucking Farmer would think, oh yeah, here's an evil wizard. I bet he'll fight me with, I don't know, civility and we'll just sword fight instead. Yeah, because they fight for like two minutes and then Leota just shoots him with magic and he goes flying away. He's like, ah, fuck this. And his response, uh, like uh, Statham's response is, fight me with magic? Where's your honor? He's like, dude, I, I just like five minutes ago, I said that we're going to have so much madness in the in the kingdom that they're going to replace the word for madness with the word power. Yeah, like... I'm crazy. I'm crazy Eddie. Maybe you didn't realize I'm in charge of a giant evil army of orcs. Uh, don't really give too much of a fuck about honor. Why are you... Why, why would you think that's going to work on me? Where's this argument coming from? Yeah, I have never been shown once to be an honorable person. Yeah. You're, you don't get to, like... Plead to me like I'm Vader or some shit. Yeah, there's no point where you're, where I'm going to be like, you're right, a duel. A duel is the honorable way to settle this matter. Yeah, so th- there we go. I'm willing to possibly die just to satisfy your dumb concept of honor. No. He even he, just a second ago said that he is beyond the concept of mercy. Yeah. So, yeah, he uses a bunch of magic, and he uses his magic to create a book whirlwind that captures him <laughs> yeah that's great he just creates this huge book whirlwind that captures uh statham and floats him up into the air and then his big dramatic move is to turn it off so statham just kind of falls on the ground and then he like uses books as shackles and then recreates the book whirlwind to pull him towards him i'm like what was the point of this this is so dumb and then he's like how will you take your revenge will you take it as a man or as a farmer or as a king and then claire forlani stabs him and says as a mother and then of course statham gets the final blow of what appears to be (laughs) cutting his head off but it shows him and he's got no visible mark on him and it does the whole thing where you're like Oh, he's sliced his throat or something because he grabs his neck and then falls down. Well, my favorite, uh, my feeling of that shot is that Ray Liotta's standing there for a second and then he realizes that this is all it is and that this is, oh, oh, shoot, this is, I'm supposed to be dead. Oh, oh, there's not going to be easy CGI or, or squibs or anything. Uh, okay, well, I, I guess, uh, ah, my but, neck. Uh, alack, I am felled. Yeah, I mean, you'd think. You get this shit with a lot of like the katana stuff where it's like, oh, my my blade is so fine that it will cut through you and you won't even realize you're dead until your body slides apart. Yeah. But with this, you're like, dude, you're using a fucking long sword. If you cut someone's neck with that, the head is gone. Yeah, like it is flying away. It'll stick to the sword for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he falls over dead. Uh, Miriala, who is also in this scene for one shot where she kind of shoots magic. Yeah. Uh, is done with the movie. She's lying on the ground. And uh, Statham and Claire Forlani start making out for a second, and then roll credits. Yeah, it's just, hey, I found you. Let's let's make out, and then a uh, production by UA Bowl. I'm like, N- notably, what the fuck is this? Notably, the slave escape is only halfway done. Yeah, nothing. Like there was a huge Krug fight outside, but apparently Ray Liotta dying 
means all the Krug are done. Yeah, but there's still like this slave revolt happening inside, and we don't know what happens with that. It just sort of ends at this point. Oh, yeah. It's we're done. Just, it's just, oh, this, this one guy found his lady, and we're done now. Oh, uh, is this? have we made the exact amount of money we can leech out of the German tax code by making movies? We're done. Stop, stop, okay, everyone. Okay, everyone, we're out. Everyone, stop. We had two and a half hours worth of tax money to do, <laughs> I bet and we that's are why, done. I bet that's why I think Uwe Ball shoots his movies in sequence, is because the moment it's maximum profitability from abusing German tax law, he stops making the movie. Yeah, it's just immediately cut to black and credits. Credits. <laughs> yeah. So that there you go. That's more or less a very shortened version of the two and a half hour slog that is in the name of the king a dungeon siege movie i'm really excited about that engine in, in the name of the king three starring dominic purcell though oh I mean, yeah you get that fucking that heat wave, wave. <laughs> or uh you know blade three trinity's dracula as as your main character that's that's some gold i should have looked up the second one and seen if there was anybody in that <laughs> maybe it's uh what's his name uh captain cold yeah that'd be that'd be pretty great what is that guy's name damn it Oh well, whatever. That guy's amazing. I love that actor. Uh, so let's uh, let's get into our best and worst. Jeff, dredge up for me if you can. <laughs> the best thing from this. The best thing in this. Oh, uh, it's definitely ah. Give me some chicken. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, chicken. Ah. Oh, by the way, Ron Perlman dies at some point. Oh yeah, Ron Perlman gets killed uh, because during the slave revolt. Uh, yeah, there you go. So Ron Perlman does does cack it somewhere through this movie. All right, there we go. In yeah. case you were wondering. In, in case you wondered, fucking like 99 cent store off-brand Legolas gets to live, but yeah. not Ron Perlman. Well, he gets to disappear. I mean, maybe he lives. We don't know. The slave revolt's still happening. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, Ron Perlman dies, but the best thing in this movie is him going, hey, hey, kid, give me that give me that chicken. Rah. Rah, I'm the chicken monster. I'm the, I'm the monster who wants chicken. You know, it's real sad that I'm like, yeah, that is the best thing in this movie. <laughs> like, I don't want to have the same thing as you, but holy shit, that is the only thing in this movie that was good. Yeah, it was the only time in this movie I was like, yay! Yeah, because, I mean, even Statham, who is, oh, I'm a super badass, but the problem is, you have to have him fight with a sword, and that's not his thing. So he does get to do his, like, crazy kicks and, like, spinning punch shit and, like, his MMA nonsense, but... It's very little and from like far away, so it doesn't really look all that impressive in the fight. He's just kind of like, ah, kick this orc, and now I'm going to stab a guy. I mean, yeah, I mean, it could be easy to say that one of the best things in this movie is Jason Statham's general physicality. Yeah. I mean, the dude was an Olympic diver. He's unbelievably well-trained as a stunt and combat performer. But if you wanted to watch that stuff, there's a million better movies you could watch that are Jason Statham beating ass. Yeah. I mean, I would probably just recommend you go watch Fast 8 for the scene where he fights with a baby. (laughs) He doesn't fight a baby. I mean, He fights a baby. (laughs) Boy, let me tell you, that baby gets one good shot in. But no, it's where he's got a baby in a car seat, and he has to fight his way through a horde of thugs. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. It's a great scene. No, the, uh, I mean, I'll go ahead and take my favorite thing in this is going to be Lillard. Lillard, the only guy who's trying in the movie. Yeah, and he's, but they've saddled him with an un, with a thankless, stupid role. Oh, he's got the, the shittiest role. Like, just the writing and directing in this are awful, but God bless him, he's trying. Yeah. He's he's giving it the old prequel try. I mean, Matthew Lillard needs the money, right? Like he he did the voice of he's been doing every voice of Scooby Doo in any dumb Scooby Doo project for like ten years now. Oh yeah, like oh Scooby Doo's gonna meet the the wrestling worldwide wrestling federation. Uh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, of course I'll do. <laughs> 
fucking A. Or is this a paying gig? Well, then, yes, sir. Ooh, a television show where I could be, uh, I could be Shaggy. Yeah, of course I'll be Shaggy. Yeah. So you know the fact that he he is there more than to collect a paycheck. He's like, no, I'll try. Yeah. Because everyone else is just phoning that shit directly in. I just said World Wrestling Federation when it's been the WWE for like twenty two years. Oh, I know. It don't matter. It's always the WWF. I know. It's the World Wildlife Federation, and everyone knows it. Or Foundation, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think that's what they had to change their name for, right? The, yes. Yeah, the, the Panda Logo people? Yes. Yeah, okay. And then they became the WWE. <laughs> Except their logo was just WW. Yeah. All right, so uh, what would you say? Well, hang on, you ask me. Oh, I, yeah. I do it right. So, so the worst thing in the movie for you? Uh, Length? I mean, yes. Yeah, the length of the movie. I'm actually going to say that and, and be serious. I'm not just saying because it's a lot of a bad movie. But this movie is completely full of unnecessary filler. It could have been a tight 80. Well, no, you can very much tell that Ball was like, well, what was in the Lord of the Rings movies? Okay, there were a bunch of these sweeping shots, and there was a bunch of battle things, and he just sort of threw everything in there without any regard for where it would fit. There were a lot of repeated shots. They were like, we're shooting arrows, and then it shows Krugs staggering under the arrows hitting them, and then... Fire a second volley! And then the same shot of Krugs staggering under arrows hitting him. It was like, dude, your movie's two and a half hours long. You could trim this. Yeah. But no. He's so, getting paid per minute. So literally, I'm going to say the length of the movie. If this movie had been a tight 80, it would have been like, watch Jason Statham fucking fight. Great. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm all right with that. Yeah. But no, it has to be this, this endless, uh, boring slog. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm basically right there with you. It's... All of the ridiculous nonsense filler and subplots that don't matter. Like, there are so many characters that I just don't even know the name of. Yeah. Because it's never important. And it feels like at, there's at one point in the final, like, big army versus Krug battle, like, some guy gets killed yeah, that yeah, we've red, seen. Red beard fellow. Yeah. he's He's been around and he was. A leader of one of the uh, legions. He, he was the commander of, like, archers or whatever. But he gets stabbed, and they make this whole thing out of it, and then, like, the main general guy that we know screams and, like, tries to kill the Krug that killed him, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. I've known this guy for, like, four minutes. I don't know what his name is, and I have no connection to him. I don't even know who the angry guy who's angry that he died's name is. No, it's... It's a lot of time spent on a bunch of shit, and I don't know why. Like, you really could have made this so much tighter. Yeah. Tighten this thing up, and it would have been probably the best Uwe Ball movie. Probably. Right? Because it would have been... I mean, look what it's up against, though, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. Could it possibly be better than Blubberella? Oh, baby. Yeah, no. The the Uwe Ball oeuvre is uh, not exactly a high bar. Yeah, or the what's that postal where the where the guy from Kids in the Hall has to show his dick? <laughs> he has to. Yeah, like they made him show his dick in that movie. They're like they've got a gun on him. And they're like, show your dick. Show your dick, news show radio your guy. Dick or UA Bull is going to punch you. <laughs> He's back there with his smacking his boxing gloves together. <laughs> do it, or the contract is struck. <laughs> uh, I like how when we do our UA Bull impressions, there is not even a hint of a German accent. No, no, of course not. <laughs> that would be racist. Yeah. <laughs> So, we're going to give our rating now. It's a 0 to 5, giving the rating out of 10, Jeff. Uh, I want to give this higher than I usually would, because at least there's some entertaining fight sequences and stuff in it, but I'm going to give it a 1, because it's so fucking long. Yeah. I mean, it's packed. It's got so many famous people in it. 
It's weird that there are so many famous people in this thing, but it's boring. I don't care, so I'm giving it a one. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two. Okay, because I feel like I I normally save the below a two for things that are like barely movies, offensively bad, yeah. like just super awful in my face bad. Sure. Whereas this was just boring. Yeah, it was just a slog. Yeah. So I'm like, it was, it was well shot for what it was. It. It didn't have the same super shit low budget that, like, House of the Dead had. Yeah. Uh, so, at least you had that. You had some decent actors that you knew. Uh, it wasn't good by any stretch, but I'll give it the two just for being uh, capably made, I suppose. I, I guess you could say that. I'm not I, I'm not willing to go that far, so I'm going to stick my one. All right, so we got a three out of ten for this movie. Not, not so good. No. No, uh, still probably the best Uwe Boll movie. And still, yeah. He made a movie called Auschwitz. What do you think's going on in that? I, I can't. I almost clicked on it, but I'm like, I don't even want to know. I do not want to know what Uwe Boll's Auschwitz is going to be. Man, that can't be good, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> there you Dave go. Dave Foley, that's the guy who had to show his dick. Yeah, Dave Foley's that was, dick. That was driving me insane. And I had to call him. dog I'd, came out and bit <laughs> Dave Foley's dick. Oh, man, you just made some listeners so happy. Some listener out there is real happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening. We, of course, will be back in a couple of weeks with another movie mastery. Sure if will. you want to uh, suggest anything for our big list of movies that we can watch and suffer through like we did this week, Go on to reddit.com slash r slash system mastery. Mm-hmm. We've got our big list there. You can make suggestions. Get up on there. We randomly roll and figure it out right before we watch it. Yep. And Unfortunately, uh, this week, this wasn't our first roll. I kept rolling stuff that was, was like... There was just stuff we couldn't find. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think some of those are available on like YouTube or something. I didn't feel like watching a grainy YouTube video. But I kept rolling stuff that was like, oh yeah, you can buy the, D- the DVD of this for $114. Yeah, just crazy obscure stuff. Yeah. It wasn't even, like, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, I've heard of, like, a dozen times. I rolled that this week. And if I can find a way to watch it efficiently, it'll be the next one we do. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to watch it. Because it's supposed to be an insane movie. But when I was like, I'll just rent it on Amazon Prime or whatever. It was like, no, we have a German DVD of it for 114 bucks. Yeah. And any, like, if you're going to suggest something for the list, just take a quick gander. If it's something that was made, like... 50 years ago and exists in one VHS copy in the world, maybe don't suggest it. That's fine. I don't mind. I mean, the list can be big and it doesn't hurt anything. So, I mean, if I can find them, I will. And I'm sure I can come up with Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I mean, it was made in 1985 or something. It's not like it's completely obscure. Uh, it's it's just a, it's like a boobs and drugs movie. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. So, so it, yeah. Anyway. Uh, you can go on there to do that and uh, you can go to our website, uh, systemmasterypodcast.com. We've got all of our content there, so much stuff that we are doing, a million billion different podcasts that we put out all the goddamn time. Well, shoot, neither of us have jobs now. Yeah, this so is, now this it's is, just all we do. This is all we do. Please help us. We just crap out content forever. Yeah. So you can also, if you want to support us, you like what we do, you like what you hear, then you can go to patreon.com slash systemmastery, make a donation there. And uh, you get some bonus content for our System Mastery podcast. But really, if you like, you know, only listening to the Movie Mastery, it does help us for things like, you know, buying $114 DVDs. Yeah, we'll, like to- we'll totally do that with yeah. our no other income. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so just go on there if you want to help us out. And other than that, though, 
We will be back in a couple weeks with another one of these, but until then, you have a good one. <laughs>